0: I've long been an advocate for women to claim the vision they really want for themselves and then take the steps to fully step into it by using their voice. I mean, can I get an amen on that? So you can imagine how excited I get when I actually see women do this. This was the case this past year for one of my dear friends and women's empowerment coach, Kofi Williams. Kofi has been a professional leadership and empowerment coach for about 10 years, And I've watched her use her story and morph into a powerful leader. But this year in 2020 and the events that unfolded spurred Kofi into action like I've never seen before. I loved our conversation on this episode because I can see how Kofi's story is so relevant right now. If anything, I think 2020 has sparked a lot of us into action because we are having this experience of becoming keenly aware of what it is we truly want out of life. And like Kofi talks about, we have to ask ourselves, if not now, when? If you are a member of the Light Beamers community, then you are probably already pretty aware of Kofi and her powerful work, as well as what an amazing speaker she is. But it's truly her most recent evolution of stepping into her highest purpose that will inspire all of you. Be sure to listen especially close as Kofi offers up a mini coaching session during our interview. The questions she poses are insightful and so powerful. With that being said, let's get into the inside story with Coach Kofi Williams. On the Inside Story Podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers, when we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy that you are tuning in to our 13th episode of this Inside Story podcast. And I have a special guest and special friend and definitely cheerleader and champion of the Light Beamers community with me today, Coach Kofi Williams. Welcome, my friend. I'm so happy to
1: have you here. April, it is such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much.
0: I'm excited about this conversation because you know, I've you and I have been circling and hanging out for a really long time as we both have been growing our businesses and growing our communities and We've had so many private conversations and, you know, just been cheering each other on side by side for a very long time. And, you know, specifically with everything that has unfolded this past year, it's just the perfect time to have you on and share your story those, those members of our community, the Light Beamers community, you are no stranger to the Light Beamers community. Anybody that is a member there is going to know exactly who you are. But there's been an evolution of Kofi Williams even in this past year and the story that has unfolded for you that I really feel like will be such a good one for our audience to listen to because this is what all of us as women need to learn is to really learn how to claim our vision for ourselves and claim our voice, right? Claim our voice, like be who we really want to be and then tell people who we are, right? And that is something that I know you really exude and stand in today as we sit here and have this interview. So I'm I'm super excited to dig
1: in. Awesome.
0: Yeah, so let let's just do a little kind of recap. Um You know, Kofi, you you have been on this personal journey as a coach. I think coaches always say this, you know, that we have to be our you have to be your own student first before you can go and help other people. Give a little bit of background as to what that looked like for you as you became a coach, as you became a certified coach back in the day when that happened. Mm -hmm. What was your intention with it? What did you think was going to happen when you went and got your certification, and um, and eventually left your full-time career and, and started coaching other people, what did you think that was going to be?
1: That's a great, great question. Let me tell you how I first found or discovered coaching, or actually coaching actually discovered me. I had a friend who was going through her own certification back in 2007, and we have to have a certain amount of coaching hours, and she asked me if I would get some pro bono coaching. And of course, to be totally honest with you, I didn't even know what a coach was, a life coach was back in 2007. But going through that process with her just simply just changed my entire paradigm about life. Because up until that point, you see, I had struggled with clinical depression. I struggled with low self-esteem. I struggled with codependency. And I heard these 10 words in 2007, along with her coaching that just changed everything for me. And those 10 words were, when you change your thinking, you can change your life. And so I set on this journey of self-discovery and personal development. And for the first time in my life, I did not feel like a victim to life. Yeah. For the first time, I felt I saw more possibilities. I felt empowered. And I was really a little aggravated that no one had introduced or told me about this power that lies within me. And I said to myself at that time, you know what? I know a whole bunch of other ladies who are suffering needlessly. And I just felt so compelled that that's why the universe placed me here, to help other women, to find their vision for their life and know what that looks like and embrace it and know their values so that they feel worthy of this vision and to find and use their voice so that they can learn to ask for what it is that they want. So circling back to your question, what did I expect? I expected to free women's minds so that they could live more empowered.
0: That is, you know, and it sounds so beautiful and it sounds so good and full of really positive intention. Did you find that that was then like when you get your coaching degree and you get that certification hanging on your wall and you get, you know, all of the training and the tools and your tool belt really built up solid? Did you find that that was just something that you then could just go do, or or was it not as easy as you thought?
1: I'm so glad you asked that question, April, because it was actually the latter. And I know that you will agree with me and those of your listeners who are entrepreneurs out there. The struggle is real <laughs> when <laughs> you are growing your own business, and it's a matter of, um, you know, I found my biggest block was myself. I had all of the certifications. I had all of the hours. I had all of my office, you know, my home office set up, but it was the dialogue. It was the story that I was telling myself about what was possible. And it was me trying to find a niche that felt comfortable, that felt right. I, I, I struggled a lot with that initially, actually for several years, just trying to get a foothold um and not only a foothold in my business but aligning with my truth aligning with my efforts that felt good to my soul if that makes sense
0: yeah it does and I, I i relate to that you know i'm not i'm not a professional coach but just even running my business and you know trying to be clear about what i want to do and and, and reach the people that i want to reach i mean it's not a direct line you know it takes a lot of conversation it likes, takes a little bit of trial and error it takes it takes being persistent it takes being consistent it takes not giving up on yourself it takes a whole lot of stuff right yes but it's really is a journey more than just like a straight line you know you hang a shingle in your in your office and there you go um, and i think that's part of the journey don't you kofi i think it's just part of the journey of like figuring it out that's really where the juice is and i see so many women being timid from like jumping off the cliff and doing the things that they want to go do in life because they think they have to wait until they have it all figured out or it's perfect. And I just I just kind of want to pull my hair out when I see women doing that because I feel like they're they're preventing themselves from actually experiencing what happens when you actually do the jump, not so much the achievement, right? And so that's the journey that you've been on as well as just figuring it out as you go. I want to before we move forward, I want to go back to like when you were first exposed to coaching and you got into coaching and you went on this personal, uh, personal development journey for yourself, you know, there were and had been many struggles. You said you mentioned clinical depression. You mentioned codependency. Can you just give us a little sample of kind of what Kofi had been through in her life? Just a few little snippet of things to give us an example of, of what did that look like for you? Because I know this will be really relatable to other women who are listening.
1: Sure. And it's really part of my storytelling uh, growth that you helped introduce me to, April, because the more I found that I could share my story um, nakedly, openly, the stronger I became and the less power that negative part of my story held over my life. Yep. I was a teenage mom. I left home when I was 16 years old. And I've been on my own for a really long time. And through that process, as I said, I struggled with a codependency and depression. I was looking for love in all the wrong places and all the wrong men and relationships because I didn't actually have self-love. Uh-huh. Um, I was married and divorced four times. And one day I realized that the common denominator in all of those things was me. <laughs> so it made my work even more more prevalent it made it more you know as you said you started out saying today in order to coach at least effectively coach we have to coach ourselves we have to go through the process we have to experience this for ourselves and the more I began doing that the more I began telling my story with confidence with power not as a victim Uh, the more I was able to grow my business and connect with my ideal client. Yeah. And
0: that's, what's been so fun about watching you. And like, like I said, you know, we've been kind of journeying hand, hand in hand together. It's been like a little sister relationship that you and I have that I, I just adore. And, you know, getting the chance to hear you speak, I've um, had you the last two years that we've had our storytelling symposiums in Dallas, which is the live event that I host every year. And you've been one of the guest speakers. You've been a guest speaker at both of those events so far. And the people in that audience have had a chance to hear, you know, more of that story unfold as you've shared it. Uh, both years and both years a little differently because each year it, it keeps evolving. And the way you do share your story is so open and giving and gracious and full of vulnerability and full of power because you really have figured out how to harness the power of it, which is exactly why you're here today because as I've watched you and as things have gone on and time has gone on, you've done such a beautiful job of a, of evaluating and extricating elements of your story as things unfold and you know I think that you've really harnessed the power of storytelling now because you 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 adapt it quickly and you incorporate it and then you start to use it Mm -hmm. and so definitely that happened this past year in 2020 a lot has happened a lot has happened and you know I really saw Probably is for as long as I've known you and I've known you now, I'm gonna guess it's been about 10 or eleven years. is that about right? Yes and um, which you know, it's a pretty long time and I think this year, this year is when I've seen the most authentic version of Kofi emerge. And it's not that I ever thought you weren't being authentic. It's not that I thought, oh, she's holding out, but once you stepped into, the most recent version of like really how you're claiming your vision and you're claiming your voice, which we're going to talk about. It was just like, wow, that's it, Kofi. And I've, you know, uh just, I've been so proud of you. It's just been so fun to watch. Thank you. But it, it comes with a little bit of pain. It comes out of distressing moments. It comes out of, you know, digging into the really uncomfortable sides of us and experiences that you've had, specifically experiences that you have had as a black woman, mm-hmm. that you are you have pulled those out of 2020 and made them mean something, right? They, you've made them and given them purpose. So, can we talk specifically about sharing the piece of your story that has really unfolded for you in 2020? Because this is. This is really where we start to talk about how do you really claim your vision and your voice.
1: Sure, sure. You know, I left corporate America for the last time, May of 2018. So I had been positioned prior to COVID um, to work from home on my own. And my business was going okay. I was taking care of myself. And then May twenty-fifth, something happened. And on that day, I watched a Black man be murdered on television over eight minutes and 46 seconds. And it was one of the most profound, life-changing experience I've ever had, unlike anything I'd ever experienced. I was literally, I literally had a visceral reaction, response to what was happening, and something triggered in me that was deep and emotional and painful. And it's like the doors just burst open. And it was one of those pivotal times in my life where I said, I know that I have to step up in a bigger way. And here's the important thing. I no longer felt afraid to do so. I no longer felt afraid to say, you know, I really want to serve black women. Uh And I wanted, that has been my heart's desire from the time I became a coach. But in the world that I grew, that I've functioned in all of these years, which is I've typically been one of very few um, black people in administration or, you know, the corporate office. And so my coaching business mirrored that world. Yep. But once I decided when I saw that and had that experience in May 25th and everything that has transpired as a result of that, because many of us have been triggered in ways that we didn't even know existed, deep, deep buried things. But once I decided on that day that the way that I was going to um, help my culture, help my people, is to help empower more Black women. And when I could started to say that boldly, April, and with confidence and with power, and without fear that I was being um, divisive or dismissive, everything, everything in my business changed. My messaging changed. My audience grew. My revenue has grown. My, my numbers are up. Um, and we always talk about, you know, being really specific about getting crystal clear about who it is that we serve. And this past year, 2020, even though it was was caused by something that was really tragic and painful, there's been so much good that has come out of it as well.
0: I think that this is so beautiful. And of course, as I watched you, you know, sort of, you know, come out of that time and space where, you know, initially when George Floyd and everything that unfolded in that time frame of George George Floyd, because it wasn't just George Floyd, but there were many others. But, you know, that was one that was sort of that pivotal moment for you. and And then, of course, everything that erupted in our country and just even, you know a lot of people beginning to question, what does this even mean? Like, you know, trying to understand black people, trying to understand white people, you know, I'm a white woman, you're a black woman. So we just trying to understand how to, how do we both fit in this storyline? And I watched you go inward and I totally under, well, I think I understood it. I understood it as much as I could understand as coming from the perspective of a white woman. Um, But I knew that it was something so deep and painful in you, just the way that you even responded to me when I reached out to you initially. And then watching you come out of that and then start to show up again, like the reemergence of Kofi Williams, it was like truly as a bystander and as a friend, it was like watching a whole new woman step forward in front of our eyes and it was gorgeous what i saw it was just like you know when you see people being authentically themselves unabashedly owning who they are and and what you want to be about and who you want to serve, and you know you started saying, "I serve black women." And I was just over there going, "Oh my gosh, this is it. This is so good. It's so, so good. And it absolutely is the right time. Like yeah. if not now, when, right? If not now, when And did you feel that? Did you just feel like if I don't do it now, then what in the world are we doing here in twenty twenty? And I think that's a good question to point out because I feel like. A lot of us can look at 2020 and be asking ourselves this question now: yes. If not now, when? Because for you, it was stepping fully into your coaching and and deciding that you were only going to work with uh, with Black women, that you were going to serve Black women, and that you were going to help elevate Black women's voices and get them, you know, to step into their power. Mm-hmm. But for someone else, it may be. Uh, something completely different. But the question remains, if not now, when? Can you talk about what that meant for you, like just being in 2020 and having all of this unfold? Did you feel that, that like that question of like, if I don't do it now, when the heck am I ever going to do
1: it? Exactly. And as a matter of fact, it's like, there wasn't even a question. It was a must. It was, it was a freedom that I had never experienced before. Because the floodgates were open, the curtain was pulled back, um, America and the world could see that the struggles that we face. And you know, black women, we have a specific need, we have specific struggles that are unique to us. And I knew that now if I was being affected by what I heard and saw and witnessed, and I had the tools to consciously coach myself through that, I thought about all of the other women out there who were ill-equipped to do, to do so. Yep. And so it was almost imperative of me to step forward at this time, to tell women, to tell Black women that I have the resources and the tools and the knowledge to help you deal with what you may be dealing with for the first time ever.
0: And so tell us what that has been like to step fully into your vision and your voice and I mean obviously the numbers went up and you've made more money and your business is on fire and people are responding and all of the you know the tangible things are there that you can watch the data and see the numbers and count the money but deep down what has that felt like to you personally to know that you're really living your life on purpose now
1: April it feels so in alignment it, it's less challenging. Now the mechanics of a business remain the same, but it's like, I, I don't have to figure out what I'm going to talk about or how I'm going to make it neutral. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it is. I, I just find that it flows so much easier now. It's so much, uh, it's effortless to create my content and my programs and the things that I write about and my blog post, because I have identified who my target audience is. And I've connected that audience to my heart and to to my servant's heart and to the work that I want to do. And it's just a feeling of liberation. Uh, I call it a feeling of living empowered.
0: Uh Yeah, because it is empowering, right? It is empowering to look at your own story, your own journey, and look at the stories and journeys of others and figure out where you fit and then go do something about it. Like taking action is is a place of being, is is a place of empowerment. And I say this all the time, you know, we can do, we can study, we can learn, we can do a lot of things, but until we actually take, you know, take action and implement I don't know that we ever really get that feeling of that flow, you know, and I know what flow feels like because I do feel like I also am in it and have been in it for a little while and I'm just so clear. And it is something that I, I know you and I share that we want this for more women. We really, really want it for more women. You want it for the black women because they have probably not been feeling a lot of flow Not only just lately, but maybe ever, because it's always been a struggle, right?
1: Underserved, uh, unheard, um, unappreciated. We've been told to be quiet, not be seen, Uh, don't be an angry Black woman, you know, don't be boisterous, don't. And I'm saying that you have a right, we have a right to our vision to our value and our voice and we can use that. We can use that in ways that are healing for ourselves, they're to healing for our culture and ultimately healing for our nation if we can just, you know, connect. If you could do your part, April, and spread your light beamers community and I do my part, you know, we can I truly truly believe in my heart that we can turn this at least our nation around. I believe
0: that too, Kofi. I really do. I believe that it's this, this is it. This is us sharing our stories. You know, I, I don't know that we can do it if we don't hear women like you speak up, right? Like that it is extremely important. And it's important that, um, People like me and people who look and sound like me, white women specifically, need to listen. Like when, when the black women show up sharing their stories, it's our duty and our, our obligation to, to listen. And by the same token, white women also need to be sharing their stories because I think there's so much that we can be learning from each other. Um, And that's the beauty of storytelling. And that's the beauty of having you here today. But it's also been the beauty of just watching you over the last 10 years, learning to share your story from that empowered place and understanding that, you know, staying quiet or staying confused or staying stuck or staying in that victim energy serves absolutely no one. Getting out of that, using the stories, letting it, you know, be useful to someone else, sharing the story, you know, as I always say when we share our stories, we shine our light. That's when you can really begin to have the impact. And so as you've been working now more intentionally with the black women in your communities and your, you know, coaching them, what are you seeing unfold with them? Like, how are they stepping into this with you?
1: Oh, it's so beautiful. I did a workshop yesterday, a 2021 planning workshop yesterday, a a virtual planning workshop. And it was so beautiful to have to create this safe place for Black women to be able to be vulnerable, to be able to be transparent, to share, to show emotion and it just does my heart. Oh, it makes me want to cry. It's just such a beautiful experience because that's what I want. Actually, that's what we all deserve, April. We all deserve someplace where we feel heard, we feel seen, we feel understood and the light bulbs are coming on. And the beautiful thing is you and I, we talk about this all the time. I didn't start doing this work until I was nearly 50 and I'm 60 now. And my desire is for women to have this empowered embrace of life much, much sooner and earlier than I did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We want to reach women before they're 50 and 60 years old. I mean, that's okay. If you're listening to this and you're 50 and 60, it's not too late. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we definitely want to get that out. There's not too late, ladies. However, if you're listening to this and you're in your twenties or your thirties or, you know, like I have a, I have a 13, well, gosh, is she 13? Yeah. 13 year old at home. Right. I have to stop and think how old is my daughter? Uh, But you know, like the, the children that we have at home, right? Like if we can start now telling them that their voice matters, which I do, you know, I say this all the time and I know you have boys, but I think it's especially important to be telling the girls this too, um, that their story has a place in this world that they can have, uh, you know, a big vision and a bold voice and that we will listen and will that they'll be heard. They deserve to be heard.
1: Exactly. And here's the other beautiful thing, important thing about grabbing this, embracing this, as early as possible. Because when the women that we coach, uh, when they feel better about themselves, when they love themselves more, when they know their value, they begin to show up differently as well. And so they affect everyone in their family. They affect everyone in their sphere. And that's how this begins to trickle down. And we really have impact in this world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're already seeing it, right? Because you're seeing it with the women in your community and in your programs and in your workshops and those that you speak to. Yes. You're already seeing it in one in one degree of separation from you that it's having an impact and they're beginning to change. Yes. So as they show up, just like we've watched you show up differently this year, they're going to start showing up differently and more empowered and more confident yes. and more clear and maybe they go and be a better mom. Maybe they, they, you know, are more productive at work. Maybe they go and launch a new business. Maybe they, you know, donate and and serve and become a volunteer more effectively in their community. Maybe they run for office. I mean, I don't know. It could just be a lot of things. Maybe they go and create something that's really beautiful and meaningful in the world. Um, They express themselves in a way that they haven't been able to express themselves before because they've been given permission.
1: That is the key word, permission. I thought I needed permission to say, I only serve Black women. I thought I needed permission to say, actually, I have this set of needs over here that are distinct and different. And I want to talk to someone who looks like me, who understands me, who's been through what I've been through. Yeah, so we no longer have to wait for permission. And the beautiful thing is that freedom, the key to that lies within us. And that's what I love introducing the women to, because it may not be starting a business or doing something, you know, on a larger scale. It may simply be living in peace. It may simply be learning to love yourself. It may simply be a, 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 you um, able to um, practice self-care without guilt, you know, just yeah. being aligned with your truth and, having the freedom to live life, a live life that's good and vibrant.
0: Well, I know that there are women listening to us right now and they are thinking to themselves, I don't, I don't have those things. I don't feel like that in my life right now. And I'm feeling, you know, more like you were in the beginning, feeling, you know, stuck and afraid and codependent and you know, fearful and anxious and depressed and all of those things. Um, if you could give these women listening to us just a place to start as a coach, what would you say to them? Because we really do want to empower more women to to use their, their voice and their stories. That's my perspective, but you as a coach, I know, is just empowering them to know that you know, that tools and resources are available to them, like you said, those 10 words that changed your life, when you change your thinking, you can truly change your life. Mm-hmm. So how would you get a woman who may be not there, that's still stuck in the, in the victim energy, life has happened to her, um, you know, She's broken beyond repair, all of the things that might be running through her head, not valued, not worthy, Mm -hmm. um, too busy taking care of everybody else, doesn't have time for her. What would you say to her?
1: You know, the beautiful thing that I love about coaching is coaching is a want to, it's not a have to. Yeah. And usually we are, we are moved by one of two things. We're moved by pleasure or we're moved by pain. And quite often when it hurts bad enough, someone will be moved to action. But what I would say to that person who may not yet be there or think they're ready, I would, I would suggest to them that they have five ways that they could look at this. They could number one, continue to suffer and be a victim. And I would ask the listener who's listening right now, if this is you, how does that feel? Um, What how is that affecting your life? The second thing you could do is you could say, okay, I'll accept it. So what? Is this going to matter a year from now or even a week from now? And if that's the case, then you can put a Band-Aid on it and try to get by. Or you could change the situation. You could do something different. You could take a new action. You could uh, sign up and join Light Beamers or another community that's going to begin to feed you. Because what happened with me in my transition is I started to fill my mind and my thoughts with more positive feed food than negative. That's how my life began to change. The fourth thing that you can do is you can avoid it by, absolutely, by doing absolutely nothing. And then the fifth thing that you could do is you can alter the experience by learning a new way to show up to be, and to think. Now, you may need some help doing that because if you could do better, you would do better. There is something that is blocking you. The question is, what are you willing to do about it? What are you willing to do about it? And how long are you willing to feel like you're feeling right now? And those are really the basic questions that I ask any woman who comes to me that's seeking coaching. We need to know who we are at our core. We need to know what it is that we want, what we truly, truly want, not just to say, I want to be happy. But what does happy really look like for you? What does it take in your finances for you to be happy? What does it take in your spirituality, your health and wellness, your fun and enjoyment? All of those things comprise to make you happy. So we get really crystal clear about that. You've got to know where it is you want to go and you've got to know what's blocking you, what's stopping you from getting there because if something wasn't stopping you, you'd have it already. And then the next thing I'd ask you is, what are you willing to do about it?
0: I think that's a powerful question right there is just the, what are you willing to do about it? Um, One of the things that I have talked a lot about with, um, I know, you know, Alexandra Takedo, you know, partner of mine that Mm -hmm. we have a lot of these conversations privately, and we've talked about this word, you know, decide like making a decision, just the power that comes from making a decision. And sometimes the decision is to do nothing, but sometimes the decision is to do something different than do nothing, do what we've been doing. And it's the power of decision-making that I think we don't talk about enough, that we don't really put enough emphasis on, that we continue to Think that everything else around us and around our world and around our circumstances and around in our life and our community is uh, is dictating, you know, how we have to show uh, show up or or be, but actually, it's us. It's the power of choice. It's the power of making that decision. Um, That I know for me, when I started out on personal development journey, which, you know, by and large was about the time that I met you, quite honestly, because um, I met you through my husband as you guys, you both were becoming coaches at the same time. That's how we met you was through the coaching certification that you both went through. Mm -hmm. which has just been a beautiful experience because having a a coach for a husband is pretty handy because, you know, he would come home and then, um, you know, really just share what he was uncovering for himself, which forced me to sort of look in the mirror and, you know, decide I could actually I'll be honest with you. I saw my husband sort of having this personal development growth and moving towards a better place in his life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I don't want to get left behind because I knew that if I didn't do the work also, that our marriage would look very differently. And it was pretty important to me. I, I'm thankful that I had enough wherewithal in my mind to realize that, that I said, oh, no, 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 no. Teach me. I want to do this too. And of course I've had to go and do it on my own because I really can't, you know, in a healthy marriage, you don't, I, he can't be that teacher for me. Sure. Sure. So I've had to go hire my, ho- my own coaches, which has been phenomenal, but I've had to do the work myself. But it literally has been, as I look back, it's been about making key decisions and, and going back to that word permission, giving myself permission to change, giving myself permission to step forward, giving myself permission to grow into new versions of myself. And I'll tell you, um, one of the things that I struggle the most with this idea of growing and changing and morphing into a better version of myself, because I'm such a person that cares deeply about other people and about relationships that I've had is I worried. And one of the things that was the biggest stumbling block for me was like worried about leaving people behind. Yes. And, you know, that was something I had to grapple with because then I also had to be re- that it wasn't my responsibility that those people had to make their own choices yes. to do their own work. And it's a different journey for everybody. And so I had to realize I wasn't leaving them behind I just was moving forward in my life and they maybe would be moving forward or backward or sideways in a different direction. And that that was okay. I had to let that be. But it's just been a fascinating um experience, you know, looking into how I've grown and stepped into my own version of me, my my best version of me. And it will continue to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm there yet. I don't think we ever get there. Um but it's that power of decision and understanding the choice, the power of choice has been
1: critical and foundational to all of this work for me. And you just highlighted exactly what we've been talking about. You know, the question earlier was, you know, what are you going to do about it to make your current situation different? And you, you asked yourself that. You saw your husband growing and expanding and evolving. And you're like, what am I going to do to make this different? so that we grow and expand together. You made a decision and you took action. Yes. So the other thing that's really, really important when we're at these crossroads and we're trying to decide how we're going to be better and feel better and show up differently. The first thing though, that everyone must do, sis, is we have to take 100% responsibility for our lives. That everything that we have created and experienced up until this point in our lives, that we've played some role in that, either consciously or subconsciously. But taking control, 100% responsibility for your life, then it's easier to give yourself permission. Yeah. Because when you don't, you're waiting or hoping that someone else is going to say, it's okay or why don't you, or you should. But when you take 100% responsibility for yourself, it's very easy then to give yourself permission to take the next step and the next step and the next step.
0: Well, it's like you were saying at the beginning of this, Kofi, how when you were looking around at your life and you know many of the decisions and things that had happened to you, the four fail, failed marriages, the becoming a teenage mom, living with some anxiety and depression, you said the common
1: denominator
0: in all of that was you.
1: Yes. It's pretty powerful. It is. And what we have to learn to do for those listeners out there is to look at the woman that's staring back at you in the mirror and just be honest with yourself. Love yourself enough to ask, what is it that I need? What is the story that I'm telling myself? And how can I rewrite this next chapter to make it more, to make it feel better, to make it be better? Because we are at a time in our lives right now that we get to, many of us are recreating ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Because we're finding ourselves and discovering ourselves for the first time. Isolation and COVID has caused us to spend more alone time and more time in our heads with ourselves than we ever have before. And women are discovering things that they didn't know about themselves or they're wondering, what do I do next? Uh, Who am I? What do I really want my life to be like? And some of us are being forced into these decisions. Maybe you lost your job because of COVID or your career is no longer relevant. Uh, There's so many um, pivotal decisions that we can make right now. And it's a beautiful time if you take 100% responsibility for your life, give yourself permission, tell your story with confidence and with power, and then choose how you are going to write the next chapter. That's empowered living, y'all.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I agree. Like, There, like we said before, there just is no better time than the present. And especially at, you know, at the time that we're recording this podcast and by the time that this podcast comes out, it'll be, you know, the very end of 2020 and we're on the cusp of beginning a brand new year. And I know many of us are very much so looking forward to that, (laughs) that feeling of a fresh start, but really the fresh start begins with, with us, with our, with ourselves, with that decision, you know, giving ourselves permission with doing the work, you know, not a lot will change in 2021 if we ourselves don't change also. So I think that's an important thing to remember. Um, And I know that, you know, again, like just how you have stepped into this, this past year, you know, it took a big monumental thing to happen. And we don't want that to have, you know, have, we don't want other women to wait for the big monumental heartbreaking things like change can start now you don't have to wait for that you don't have to wait for a George Floyd moment Um, you don't have to wait for a national global pandemic you don't have to wait for the, the downturn of the economy or any of these things, you don't have to wait for your husband to come home and tell you he wants divorced. I mean, like there's been like that kind of stuff is what people wait for, you know, and it doesn't are a cancer diagnosis, right? Like these are the types of things that often we hear about with the pivotal changes that people make in their lives. What we're saying today is it's available to you right now. It's available to you anytime you're ready. And As you say, Kofi, you, you decide to do something about it.
1: Yes. I always say suffering is not necessary for your development.
0: (laughs) We don't have to make it hard.
1: Yes. change is possible, but pain is optimal.
0: Uh, Optional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that how you have stepped forward this past year is truly what a leader looks like. Like you are being a leader for your community, Kofi. You are serving Black women at the highest level because you're showing up fully um as you are, who you are and really claiming claiming that voice fully and and letting your story be that guide like saying, you know, telling the story of what happened when, you know, George Floyd was killed and how that happened, how that made you feel and what it triggered in you and I know it triggered Many of the same responses and many, 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 many black women across the country, across the world, quite honestly. But you took the action. You did something about it. You decided no more. Yeah. You know, I'm going to step up to my next level, my next version and serve at the highest level that I can serve. And I applaud you for that. I think that it's um, so inspiring and so um, it's such a reminder of the power that's inside of all of us that we can each be leaders and however which whatever we we stand for whatever field we're passionate about whatever how whatever space we want to be in you don't have to be a professional coach to be a leader and to help other people just sharing your story can be a piece that sh- you know can help someone else and i just applaud you for the way that you've said yes and given yourself permission to be fully yourself now it's beautiful.
1: Well, thank you, April. And thank you for allowing me this platform to be able to share my story. You're always so gracious. Um, you taught me the art of storytelling and to become a more powerful storyteller. And um, it's a pivotal part of my work now. It's it's part of my everyday, how I show up. You know, it's how I write my stories are in my blog post. My stories are in my IG uh, IG posts. My stories are in my Facebook post, and of course, my story is in all the work that I do because it makes it does no one any good for us to look at our carefully curated social media feeds and think I want that life based on that. So that's why I can be so transparent because the more transparent I can be, um, it, for me, my hope is that it inspires other women that if, if Kofi can overcome that, a teenage mom, clinical depression, suicide attempts, failed marriages, and then come out, I mean, what you see is what you get with me. And if Kofi can do that, then I can too. So that's why our stories are so, so important. So thank you again for this platform.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. I just, I, I, I'm always just so joyful every time you and I get together, we're recording this, you know, in a space where we can see each other on camera right now. And I just, I just do, I feel like you're just like one of my sisters and I've, I've so appreciate our friendship and our the way that we collaborate, the way we support each other, um, the way you show up in the world is inspires me. And this year, you know, like I said, you've really taken it to a new level and I'm just so proud of you. And it continues to inspire me. And I know it continues to inspire the women in our community who, who also follow you and know you really well. And so I just invite anyone to all of you, regardless if you're a black woman or not, you need to be following Kofi because she will continue to inspire you. Um, because the way she shows up is so, it's just so brilliantly authentic now. And there is so much to learn from other people by listening to their stories. And so please follow coach Kofi. Um, her website is coachkofi.com. And I'm going to link up all of her, uh, you you know, social channels and all of that into the show notes. But basically you can find her everywhere at Coach Kofi, pretty easy to find. And that's K-O-F-I. And Kofi, just keep rocking it, girl. Just, I can't wait to see what 2021 brings for you. And, and especially for the women that you serve, I think it'll be fun to, you know, come back a year from now and see how this has continued to trickle out for you and yes. what you've been able to experience. It's so such a fun visioning exercise to think about what is this going to look like a year from now if I keep doing it, if I keep showing up, if I keep sharing my story, if I keep stepping into my truth, if I, if I keep being authentically me. What might unfold in one year? I mean, Kofi, before we end, we have to say, you know, at the beginning of 2020, you were you were planning a completely different year than what you ended up having. I mean, Drastically different. Yes. Um, you know, Kofi was planning, literally, she was planning to sell everything she owned and was going to go take a year abroad and was going to travel to all these different locations around the world and be a part of a coaching community doing that. And then obviously everything changed. Have you thought about how different your year has ended up looking?
1: I just had a very deep conversation with a friend about that last night because I'm supposed to be in another country right now. Right. Right. But there was a purpose for me to be here at this moment, at this time in history, in my life, in the lives of those uh, women that I am hopefully impacting positively. So we just have to show up each day and embrace it for what it is. There is always a reason, sis. And so I am happy to be able to stand at this point and uh, do what I've been placed here to do.
0: Well, you do it brilliantly and keep doing it. You're shining and helping so many people and I just love and adore you. Thank you for being with me today.
1: Thank you, sis. Always a pleasure.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too, so be sure to join my free community on Facebook, The Lightbeamers Community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you.